called something, someone, sour, and she turned around defensively. But as she did, a hand clapped over her mouth. Before she had a chance to react, her arm was twisted up behind her and she was driven down to her knees. It happened fast. One second the glass of water was tumbling to the carpet where it shattered against the end table. The next her hands were clamped behind her and her wrists and mouth were bound with duct tape. The intruder dragged her painfully by the hair to a chair in front of the vanity and sat her down. More duct tape secured her to the padded chair. Tears streamed down her face. The only light in the room was the street light seeping in through the blinds, and a rose-colored hue from the digital clock by the bed. He wore a ski mask and a black T-shirt, but the blue hiking shorts seemed out of place. This was no Ted Bundy. He had a small scar on his left knee. He smelled sharply of sweat. She faced the mirror. He moved nervously behind her. "'You stand for all the wrong things.' he said, his voice taut, and you'll pay for that. He sounded like he was trying to talk himself into this. Nonetheless, he owned her, and this bothered her more than anything, this sense of control he enjoyed. You take companies apart with no thought for the people who actually work there? Come out here, you and all the obscenely rich, and leave the rest of us behind to scrap and fight for a job that's long gone. What do you care? There's always a few weeks in Sun Valley to look forward to. I saw the article in Vanity Fair. I know all about you. He'd tagged himself. She'd only broken up a few monolith white-collar companies. He was a reader of Vanity Fair. He was in over his head. Her attorney instincts kicked in. If only she could get the tape off her mouth and reason with him. A knife blade glinted. Riddle me this. How far does a woman politician make it without a face? He cut her then, a hot, thin line of blood running across the back of her neck. She felt it sting. Suddenly he was for real, and this changed everything. At the end of this, you will look like the monster you are, he said. She turned away from the reflection in the mirror, determined he not see her fear. As she did, a movement to her right won her attention. The doorknob turned. The intruder was fully focused on the mirror, moving from side to side behind her, brandishing the knife, prattling on. Now where should we start, huh? He cut a strap off the nightgown, exposing her left breast. What's a woman without her tits? he asked the reflection. He amused himself with his own answer. Richard Simmons? He cackled loudly, sounding like an old crow. Shaking now from terror, she knew better than to look at the door, but couldn't help herself. Someone else was in the house. An accomplice? Shifting in the mirror from her left to right, he caught her looking. He raised the knife in that direction, his face contorting behind curiosity. She saw the door coming open. Judging by his expression, this was no one he expected. She threw her weight back in the low chair and went over, colliding with him, tying him up. She screamed behind the duct tape. The bedroom door flew open. A figure, a uniform, closed the short distance and threw himself into the intruder. The two stumbled across the room in lockstep and smacked into the wall. She heard a whoosh of expelled air, the crack of bone, the swish of the knife blade, a wet, visceral grunt. She struggled against the tape to get free. The men separated, the knife handle protruding from the belly of the one in the uniform. He staggered backward, and a flash of light appeared from his side. The loud clap of the gun's report deafened her. The intruder, thrown back by the bullet's impact, wailed and spun and fell to the floor, writhing in pain. A bitter smell filled the room. You shot me! You fucked!
fucking shot me! The intruder whined, squirming in pain. Fuck! 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 The cop staggered toward him, the gun extended. The intruder froze. The cop viciously stomped on the gut wound, and the intruder passed out. The cop bent over him, and she heard the metallic click of handcuffs. Are you all right? he asked her, his voice guttural and wet. She groaned through the tape, tried to nod. Officer wounded, he said, speaking into the radio clipped to his shirt. He recited her street address and a series of codes. He then took two steps toward her and fell first to his knees before collapsing forward, his head on her bare chest, their faces only inches apart. Your Honor, he said, and then he passed out. Eight years later, present day, Thursday, 1.